Hello and welcome to another episode of Block Talk presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Michael Block Talk, on Twitter at Block Talk NYC, and visit theaterinthenow.com for its news, reviews, and interviews. Top Four has a show in store, and they're ready to show you more as the Top Four become the Final Four once again. It's time to break down the latest episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 13, and I'm so L-U-C-K-Y lucky to have one of my favorites with me again. It's Russell Zacker. Welcome back. Hey, hey, is your um, bussy on fire, as RuPaul says in her hit new single? Um, it's not, but you know what? It was a bop. That song is good. It's catchy. It is very good. I, I, I enjoy it. I, 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 I will ask, am I the only one who, when it goes L-U-C-K-Y, to immediately go jelly? You know, like K-Y uh, jelly? Is that a me thing? Oh, yeah, that's a you thing. Am I just really, really needing sex? Is that the problem? I don't know. I took you had to explain it for me to understand. So I um, perhaps. <laughs> oh God. Well, I'm excited to have you back. I think the last time you were here, I just got um I went to the hospital and had uh found out some I had some back and nerve issues. And guess what? This week I'm going to the hospital to get a cortisone shot because my back is still not better. Um I was wondering about that and didn't ask you pre-recording because uh, yeah, and I am cl- glad that you're going back to the hospital instead of just like ready care or uh, not ready. What the hell was it called? Uh, minute, not minute. Clinic. Urgent care. Urgent care. There we go. Yeah, Thanks yeah. I I, I now have a doctor um, who works with my pain, and I went to see her last week, and I walked in. She's like, "Oh, you're in pain," and then she like went over the MRI with me, and she's like, "You have two giant bulging discs." So I like cool mm-hmm. she's like yeah you have arthritis your 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 back is older than you are i was like great thanks great. thanks but we're not here to talk about my back we're here to talk about drag and and we have some drag news of the week to uh go over a little bit so let's start off with something not drag race related but it, it ties into drag race dragula season four is currently casting and the big gag here is they have a grand prize this season of $100,000. Yeah, what network are they going to be on? They're going to be on Shudder, which is no, but... um, an offspring of AMC, which is tied to Amazon. Hopefully they, I don't know, that release for season three was a mess. I knew, yes. I knew it was going to be on Shudder, but like, I just, I anticipate. I mean, I, I, I will <laughs> cough, cough, go... That it could be get picked up. Yeah, uh, I, I will buy my Shudder account um, just for those months again. But um, the real story here is they've upped their prize package to what Drag Race is on for their 13th season. I think Drag Race needs to up their prize. It's time. Uh, let's uh, put let's uh, earmark this page and come back to it when we discuss when we get around to the end of this episode. But I, um, yeah, they Drag Race needs to up its its budget in the fact that they don't 
pay them enough to win. Nope. <laughs> Those nope. are what they do. <laughs> but I'm happy for the monsters that and the ghouls and the worldwide drag performers yeah, I, that I, are I'm a, eligible I'm ex- to be on season four. Yeah, it's going to be very exciting. Um, I have a couple friends who are hopefuls. Um, so we'll see if they get on. Um, but yeah, I mean, we are we already know that Saint will be a contestant. Um, we believe that Dolly will be a contestant as well, based on that little cliffhanger at the end. Um, See, I read an interesting theory that Dolly, <laughs> and this is funny, will be a, um, will not be like pit crew. I can't remember what it's called. I haven't watched Dragula in a while, but Dolly will be the Dragula equivalent of pit crew because when Sean came back from the dead after he was on Drag Race and then was on Dragula, then Drag Race again, when he came back to Dragula the second time, they resurrected him like they did at the end of the special. And I was like, mm-hmm. hmm, that kind of tracks. Like, Dolly is attractive. Yeah. And th- what if that is... I mean, I don't think they'd bring them both back. But we'll see. Well, whatever we'll see. happens, it'll be very exciting. Um, I, our next... Okay, go ahead. Oh, I was, I was just stuck on this. But I think it's interesting that for Drag Race UK Season 3, one of the contestants that they chose would have been a lovely ripe top tier selection for Dragula had they announced that casting would be open worldwide rather like before yeah. Drag Race casting opened yeah I mean it's very very interesting obviously they can't um do both shows contractually I'm assuming but for a while they could eventually eventually just just like who knows season um four of Dragula may have Aiden Zane or I can't even say well, if they want drama, that's a good option. <laughs> so our second bit of news, we have to um, applaud it and get ready. May 1st, Drag Race Down Under. Oh, I can't, I can't wait. I'm ecstatic. Um, I, I am very excited too. I've heard some spoilery things that I am denying because they don't make sense in my fantasy, but Whatever, we're, we're gonna hear, we're gonna have fun time. Um, my big question is: They said it's Saturdays. Does that mean Saturday Australia, New Zealand time? Saturday here because they're fourteen hours ahead of us. So how does this all work? I have to believe that they're doing it Australia Saturday night, so we would mm-hmm. get it like in like right after Drag Race airs, and then we're at a viewing party, and then there's an after show, and then everyone's just wasted, and then it's like, oh my god, the new episode from Wapers and Plus, hurry home. Great. Love it. Love that for us. That's going to be a lot of drag. But I, I am excited. Um, there are some really amazing contestants. Um, will it be there's the Art Simone show? Interesting we'll see. Ones. Oh my god, yes, it will be. Thank goodness. Um, yeah. And yeah, there is definitely controversy attached to the season, and I'm eager to see how that plays out. Certainly. And finally, our last bit of news. Don't at me. But the Frock Destroyers had the best version of UK Hun. If you've not heard it, that's wrong. It's wrong. If you've not heard it, the Frock Destroyers released their version of UK Hun featuring winner Lauren Shaney, aka they needed a fourth part, chose the winner, and just inserted Lawrence's verse at the beginning. Which I think is cheap. Oh, it was very cheap. Um, I mean, it would have been really cool to hear Lawrence do a new verse, a new version of the verse. Now that they're a winner, but crown. yeah, Dude, like at least at least change the color of her outfit on the album cover. Right. I mean, World of Wonder that was a lot of work you could have um, made, but 
I loved it. And yes, I am very biased. I love the Frock Destroyers. I think Davina's verse was fantastic. Blue giving us references and Baga just being the most famous woman in Britain. Which is interesting. That verse um, leaked. What? And I'll let our, our listeners um, do their digging because I don't think it's anyone's place other than Baga's um, to address. And that won't happen for a couple of months contractually un- under obligation. But the verse leaked. Um, wow. There's lots of drama. We'll talk about it off the pod. All right. Well, I'm excited to hear about that. But I do think it's an excellent version. I've been listening to the Vrox Destroyers a little more than the uh, United King Dolls. Um I know you like their version better, but it's okay. We can we can it, it disagree. Well, I mean, you're you're at least you're pretty. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but no matter what, stream it. Stream queer music. Let's get them to the top. Yeah, stream uh, "Hands" by Laguna Blue. Yeah, do it. Excellent song. Future Drag Race star, I'm sure. We'll see. Fingers crossed. She should get on. She's very talented. And she could win it all. What a perfect story. She, oh, she should. absolutely. Yes, I agree. But we'll have our time to talk about Laguna and gush over her when she's finally on the show because it's going to happen. Like, it will happen. But let's, let's, let's dive into this episode. Um, good moments. Repetitive. Redundant. Unnecessary. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to fix the structure of the show, but... There, there's because we know that they love this um the the wheel of lip sync i just don't know what else you can do unless you really do it like season 11 where you have a top five before the finale so you have to get rid of one it, they could have done that or they could have followed season 12 where they have an up close lip sync and then do your own thing and yeah. then a lip sync for the crown which i mean at the time of this episode being released the finale will have been filmed. Yes. I mean, we all have seen uh, so, Miss Scarlet Envy's um, post uh, telling us there is going to be a live finale. Well, um, and, uh, she, she only confirmed correct. expressly that there was a theater with that on the front. We correct. don't know that there's a live finale. Wink, wink. Right. Right. All right. Yeah. Just a theater in Los Angeles going to have that on there. Sure. Go, go off. But yeah. I, I don't I don't know how they can adjust it because it we, we we as viewers like surprises and the big surprise we got at the end of this episode didn't pay off because it felt cheated. And we'll get to it. Well it just yeah, we'll get there. But yeah, so let, let let's start at the beginning. The girls are screaming as they walk into the workroom because they are the top four and the Divalicious Diva is gone. Um Rose does believe that it was Olivia's time to go. Um, I know there are a lot of people in the fandom who don't agree. There are a lot of people think Candy should have gone. Doesn't matter. Olivia is the one who left. Um, lovely fifth place for her. Mick says that Olivia has only been doing drag for a year and cannot even fathom what she's going to do in three years. I think Olivia does need some work. She needs some time. And I think she will be a superstar um, in a couple of years. I'm very excited to see her journey. I love Olivia and I love her drag. I don't think that her drag needed any improving. I think that her um, reality TV experience might have. Absolutely. <laughs> because, I mean, she did great. 
yeah. made fifth place on an incredibly competitive season with an incredibly stacked cast. And the only thing that, you know, RuPaul and the other contestants were critical of was that she gave the same thing over and over again. And that's not something that, you know, people go back to All-Stars and give the same character over and over again and they're praised for it. Look at any person that was on season two of All-Stars. Right. <laughs> but like, if she had said, okay, I'm going to do a couple of times I'll do this shtick and I'll do this and I'll go to my box for this. And, but she, you know, or, you know, rightfully probably felt very isolated, alienated and a fish out of water. And was like, Nope, this is who I am. This is what I know how to do. And was a wonderful depiction of her, her drag persona. Like absolutely. Olivia Lux. I mean, again, the moment she did step out of her box was during, um, bossy rossi where she played the mime went crazy and it was fun to watch she needed to take a risk and i think she was so afraid to take that risk because she didn't know how it would end she knows how to do her and this kind of show you got to take that risk because clearly when you take a risk you get praised for it um but we'll see i i i do think that olivia will get a phone call not for the next all-star um class but i think one after that she'll be a Excellent recruit. Agreed. Rosé now has three wins. Simone has four, Mick has two, and Candy has one. Heading into the very end, on this version of the show, does it even matter how many wins you have? No, look at Evie. Exactly. So (laughs) this is not the Rue Peter badge. This is not their only thing that they have to show they won. This The track record really is becoming obsolete when it comes to drag race and that's fine um because there are a lot of factors that that go into crowning a winner um i just wish we would take the weight off of the wins when we know that it doesn't matter to rue i think it matters to rue you do i hate to i hate to, to yeah to counterpoint everything that you say because i just have a lot of opinions um and i agree with all of your opinions but just i think that rue cares and when Rue sits behind that table with his sweatpants on and says, all right, I'll fight amongst yourselves. I want to see this and enjoy it, which I think RuPaul gains, you know, so much enjoyment from the show. What's why he's done totally. a thousand spinoffs and that's why he's so successful. Um, at the end of the day, yes, RuPaul has favorites, but looking at it, he also is a businessman. Business. Sure. He is also a businesswoman. I'll also grant that. Um, and do the wins matter? Like, if if some of these contestants hadn't won some of these challenges, we'd go into the finale with, you know, say Utica won the ball, and um, I don't know another. Hotly contested episode where Simone perhaps didn't win, and mm-hmm. Candy won another episode, and Rose won one less. Like, and only four of those people with wins are in the, the finale. Like, Olivia, Denali, Olivia and Denali were the only people who hadn't won, and they were just eliminated. So it was there wasn't like. Well, no, Oli- Olivia had four. two wins. That's what I mean. Olivia and Denali both, both had wins, but uh, other than yeah. that. Like, yeah, no, I mean, it, but like, I think the win total doesn't matter as much as anymore. Obviously, we just saw Lawrence Cheney, who had one less win uh, than Bimini Bamboo Lash, got the crown. Um, 
I don't think this is a necessarily a guarantee that Simone gets the crown based on four wins. I think it with the the three of the four here, um, there's a case for all of them that's not just based on their win record. Sure, and I guess like synthesizing my babbling, um, <laughs> it, it 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 to me if if they knew going into this the season that at the end they were doing a lip sync for the crown. It wouldn't matter because this is another right. Shay versus Trinity and mm-hmm. Sasha and Peppermint situation where Candy Muse is just as likely to land in the final two as as Simone. Like yeah, and- if you knew that if they knew that going into it, they wouldn't beat themselves up as hard about losing their favorite challenge, or they wouldn't, you know, also probably risk it all to get the biscuit if it was something that they knew was out of the box. So I, I guess sure. like protect their health and their sanity it's good tv but at what cost fair that's very fair mick and rose have never had to lip sync for their lives candy has been in the bottom three times but she will fight for the finale simone has no idea what's going to happen will one go home will two go home will none go home they don't know Rosé is ready to take the bitches down because they are not here to make friendship bracelets candy says that there is nothing standing in her way to get into the crown the girls play around with each other's wigs, and I'm going to say Simone could pull off any of those wigs. She she is very versatile when it comes to drag. Those wigs look sensational on her. I think it's because Simone has, in the most polite way possible, a very teeny tiny head mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. top of like beautiful shoulders, and so yes. you're just like, oh, you could literally put any piece of hair on you. Yeah, and all um, those pieces were really nice. They were all really nice wigs. So absolutely. And, and, and then we uh, have Rosé putting on that little butch purple wig. Um, and we get another mention of that gay-ass bitch, Joey J. <sighs> Still miss him. gay? Oh, very gay. And I will marry you in a heartbeat, Joey J. Just let me know when you're ready. Has Joey J gotten more airtime than um, Kamora Hall? Is this official now? Uh, uh, yeah. Probably because <laughs> the, the amount of times the broccoli treatment. That's very true. Um, the amount of times we've seen Joey J in the workroom appearance because someone mentioned Joey J, it's just really funny and helping Joey's case to come back as a future contestant. So Joey should be very happy that Candy Muse is obsessed with her. Absolutely. I wonder if the well, I'm sure actually never mind. I just I answered my own wondering, but I bet that they referenced Joey like two seconds under the amount of time that if she was referenced longer, she would have to get paid for episode appearance. I bet they're like, okay, well, if we mm-hmm. feature you for 15 seconds, we have to pay you our year per, per episode fee. So we're going to feature you for 12 seconds. I can Enjoy totally this. see that. Oh, well, it is a new day. Candy is ready to slay the rest of the bitches and win. We get a conversation about what they would do with the money should they win. And the the three queens say they're going to invest their money back into their drag. But what will Candy do? Candy wants a boat. She wants a boat. Okay. What boat is she going to buy for $100,000? Where is she going to park her boat? She going to have a boat in New York City? Um, If she lives in Brooklyn, she can park it anywhere. Also... I Rich people don't house. park their boats at their home. No, 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 no. Go take care of my boat. Exactly. With $100,000, it's not going to happen. She could get, get a rowboat. She could get a really cute, like, 
I don't even know. Yeah, I, I, I'm not I'm not a boat aficionado, so I don't know the cost of boats, but like expensive. Yeah, I, I don't think a hundred thousand dollars is gonna cut it. Um, but I thought it was very funny that that's the thing she brought up, and the girls were like, What? A boat? Really? <laughs> I love that it was a boat. Yeah, random. Like not not a house, not a car, a boat. Not not a vacation, not, not um, practical. Yeah, not practical. But that's the thing, when you win money that you never imagine you could have before you want the things that you never imagined you could ever have so and i understand the sentiment. Invest it. Invest exactly invest fifty thousand dollars of it yeah. you probably get to make seventy thousand dollars after taxes so twenty thousand to extract fifty thousand in investment account have there you someone go. Pay, pay someone to make your money for you and then boom exactly well rue and her rose colored glasses congratulate the queens on making it to the top four it's their last chance to prove that they are cunt enough to make it to the finale. Rue reveals that the Maxi Challenge is performing the world premiere of Rue's new song, Lucky. They'll be singing and dancing to their own original verse and work with the one and only Jamal Sims. And did you know that Mick is obsessed with Jamal Sims? Who isn't obsessed with Jamal Sims? It's true. He's a legend. They will be able to use fabrics from the fabric.com wall because we have their sponsorship money and we have to say their name. And they will each be a guest on Inside Drag Race alongside Michelle Visage in a bowl of 13-year-old Tic Tacs. I think it, that joke could have been finesse. They should have done 13 Tic Tacs, not 13-year-old Tic Tacs. Yeah, there, there could have been um, a, a, a couple iterations of that joke, but honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if they were actually 13 years old. Yeah, truly, though. <laughs> but the big bomb of this moment, we get to learn that the finale is in two weeks, which means the season is actually almost over. Finally, the longest season ever. And no matter what happens at the end, we will still be talking about it for weeks and weeks to come. So it doesn't matter. Absolutely. Until we have the official All-Star 6 um, date announcement. Oh, even then they'll be like, well, this person could just go right there and and we'll be fine. We'll, there's there's there got to be an All-Star 6. They were gone all summer. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Okay. So the song is very much going to be a brag track, um, which is very exciting. We love brag tracks. Rose and Gottmik are wearing silver and gold, and Candy says that they are the two going home next because delusion. So they all go over to Rose to look at her work, and Candy says her handwriting is like declarations of independence. No, I did not say that wrong. Those are the words that came out of Candy's mouth. Even the subtitles confirmed it. What made those those wily subtitles that are frequently wrong? However, uh-huh. <laughs> Rose's handwriting does look like that. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact. I used to live in the same building. We used to be very good friends. I mean, not that we're not good friends now, but Rose is how I know my fiance. Like that's what Rose's handwriting looks like. That's not a, that's not an act. Yeah, listen, I I have very very neat clean handwriting. Um, I once had a teacher tell me that it looks like the Unabomber, so that was a great comparison. Thank you. Oh. Um, very, very straight, very neat, very, very particular, but, um, it was just the way he said declarations of independence. I was like, bitch, Olivia just mentioned the declaration of independence and you still got it wrong, but it's a John Hancock mama, put it in the hand. Rose Mm -hmm. will be singing until the end where she will become a raptress. We learned that during lockdown, Rosé went on social media and would write personalized raps for a price. And she says she is a self-employed social media rap star. Did you purchase a Rosé rap? 
I did not purchase a cameo from the doll. However, I <laughs> saw them and they were hilarious and they were actually really good. Oh, I don't, I don't believe not. Uh, she's very talented. They're also really funny. Like, it's not just yeah. like, oh, you can like speak in quick succession and, and there's yeah. a, maybe a beat and maybe, but it's thought out and it's like most of, I mean, the reviews are on cameo. Like you can see some of them too. Yeah. Um, it's like off the cuff and you'd be like, no, wait, hold on. Let me fix this. And it would go back and just be like, nope, two takes. We're done. We're good. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, that, that that sounds like fun. And I would not be surprised if people are now purchasing those cameos after she said it on the show. Absolutely. Make your money. Exactly. On social media. When Cameo just needs to start sponsoring the show. They, the, the, the combination of Cameo and Drag Race is very, very um, well known and they go hand in hand. They should just become one of the show's sponsors at this point. I bet they will next season. I, I think they really should do it. Simone is going to do the words to a funny beat. Mick wants to do a love yourself vibe because she's feeling rainbows and loves it right now. She is proud of where she is right now. And this is going to be a common thread through this, uh, this episode. We're going to hear Mick say the same things over and over and over again. Candy is nervous because every time there was a group live performance, she was in the bottom two. Rosé says she's noticing a pattern and she can see things going south for her. Is this foreshadowing or is this uh, the, 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 the tease? I love that Drag Race is now doing the format where they're going to do all of the interview section at once. I remember how they used to go like interview, then vocal, the blah, blah, blah. I like being able to put them all together. How do you feel about that? I agree. And to add on to that, I would also like to personally thank um, VH1 and CBS for not scheduling a commercial break in the middle of all of the interviews because that's so fucking annoying. Yes. <laughs> we we yeah. had all four interviews back to back to back to back and then boom, nice commercial seg. It was great. I, I agree. And again, you know how I watch these shows. Everyone, The listeners know that I watch the show with the edit mind at all times. So well, of course, I we're, we'll, we'll go through these, but I really, really took extensive notes and beats and and try to figure out where the winner's story is in this because i i i, I called it with um uk they made lawrence the winner in this even though bimini was very very close behind um so the edit was very fascinating during the, during these interviews so let's hmm. let's start off um hmm. these are inspired by inside the actor studio rue and michelle are ready to ask the hard-hitting questions um, because I guess they've abandoned their podcast. Is what's the tea still happening anymore? Um, I listen to very few podcasts. One of them being um, this one. <laughs> one of them being Deep Sleep Sounds because I need some minutes sleep too. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, some other some other drag podcasts. But I I'm, let me just quickly reference and research what's the tea with Michelle Massage has not had a new episode since. March 25th, 2020. So they're yeah. still putting out episodes. Yeah, because I, I mean, I remember um, they would always have the um, guests, uh, the guest judges as um, guests on the show. And I guess because of code and everything, they haven't been able to really do that. I mean, that, they just got so. Nicki Minaj, Leslie Jones, Robin, Normani, Shaka Khan, Whoopi. Right, which, will, which were all the, the last season um, guests. So makes uh, sense. 2020, it's 2021. Oh my God, I forgot what year it yeah. was. You're right. Welcome to where we are. (laughs) 
So God makes up first, and we learn that she was not as stylish as a kid um, because they were in Catholic school and never really thought about fashion. Um, we get this moment where Gottmik went to high school. Yes, yes, no. Went to high school in Phoenix. The, their conversation with Rue and Michelle was very casual, and I think that's what made Rue and Michelle love Gottmik so much in this moment. We do learn that it was a momentary thing. They already love Gottmik. Well, I just true, think it true. was like a friend's was, conversation versus exactly, yeah. So we learned that um, their transition started about three years ago. The top surgery happened a year ago, the same year. Michelle had her breast reduction. So they are twins, according to Gottmik. The name came to be as the first part of her old name, the first part of her last name, and then switched it. But they now go by Cade, which to Rue sounds like a poor name, which is where they got it from. Again, very colloquial, very fun. Um, and then we get Michelle starting to pose a question to baby got Mick. And then we have the beginning of Rue's new obsession, baby got Mick. Oh Lord, take a drink every time Rue reference it. Um, will this be the name of got Mick's new single? It better be. I would be hard pressed to, to, to not see that as a track yeah. or a shade in a makeup palette. Mm-hmm. Or because, I mean, yeah, if Scott McWins, obviously they'd have pushed from WOW and VH1 and everything and with money to say, here's a recording contract or here's makeup, whatever, right. with ABH. But maybe I'm jumping the gun or the boom, boom gun. I didn't think that this was a winner's interview because I don't think that the episode was edited for a winner because. I have a winner because there's a top four. Oh, sorry. Whatever. Mm-hmm. If you haven't watched the episode, like, boo-hoo, but. <laughs> right. Why are you listening to planning, this yet? They're not planning for a, a like someone to be a front runner because what happens if they just bomb the, the finale? That, that, that is fair. That is fair. Um, but they, the, there were two front runners in the edit, I think. I think two of them had really great interviews and I yeah. see what you're saying. So Gottmik says they have surprised themselves in the competition that she, she's more than a face queen. She's not a seasoned performer, but a visual artist. And Rue says that her style of intellect describes her sense of humor. And then it's satisfying to see into her psyche. Rue calls her a pioneer with a freedom that's infectious. Gottmik is ready to move into the workroom, sleep behind the fabric wall, squatting as the new girls come in. And this is where I started to believe that Gottmik was starting to inch very, very, very close to Simone because of the words pioneer coming out of Rue's mouth. Rue sees, and we'll get to it at the end, but Rue sees something in Gottmik that is important. And this is the first time that I really saw it in the edit that Gottmik is going to be a very close contender for the crown. And I think it was very important that well, also very true when Rue described Mix. He said specifically, you know, your sense of style lends itself to your humor, which is like, yeah. if you break that down, it's very true. Like, out of the box, off of guard, pushing it, never the same, not afraid to reference yeah. or not reference. I agree. Next, Rose. Um, Rose cannot believe. 
it, but pinch her. This is the final four. First time she was on stage was when she was six years old and got the big Deck the Hall solo um, in Scotland. Rosé says her parents love Rosé, who are they are now living in Houston. Um, she's been doing drag for about three years. Um, and you know what? Maybe I was there from the beginning. I saw that journey. And it's been an amazing journey. It has been a journey. We, we were both there for the yep. birth of Rosé. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I decided to go back to um, the Grown Woman video because it's on YouTube. Over oh 10,000 views, which is incredible. Um, and for those who don't know it, this was her grand finale performance in Lady Liberty, the year she was crowned the winner, rightfully so. Um, I was one of the judges, so I agree with that. Um, but yeah, so part of the performance when she was, you know, dressed as an old woman, um, she has a can of whipped cream and goes to the three people, like sprays it in their mouth and then kisses them. And I was number three. So she knew what she was doing. Absolutely. Also, we we did Grown Woman twice, though. It was a reprise for the grand finale. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it's so funny. Like, it was so good that it won the week that it won. Yeah. And then we won the whole thing with the finale performance. Yeah, and, and you were one of the backup dancers, as was our dear friend Casey, who I was joking with last night about this. Yes, yes, we were. And Broadway's Christiane Pitts. And mm-hmm. uh, Broadway adjacent Tanisha. I don't know Tanisha, Tanisha's last name. Yeah, it was it was really a strong performance. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a really amazing journey to see what Rosé had done and how, how fast she blew up in the city. I mean, it was, it's, it's been really cool. And she's humble. Because, she's humble about it. Yeah. She's humble. And there was a like drag dabblings before that too. It wasn't like exclusively right. New York city too. So it's really exciting and also pertinent that like, it's not a queen can put wherever they are or wherever they're persuaded to say they are from for drag race. But I mean, mm-hmm. Rose is, is a New York city queen. Like that's like yep. tried and true homegrown. Love it. We- yeah. She says on the show that drag started because she was auditioning, didn't feel inspired and she was being put into boxes. She didn't feel she belonged in. There was a freedom in drag that there isn't in theater. She does everything she's done on stage, but she's doing it as Rose. Um, she's loosened up a little bit, and there comes a point where you just have to let go. Rosé says that she would love to be on Broadway as Rosé and to have Stephanie's Child be on the radio, both of which very possible aspirations. Um, not the only contestant from the season who says that they want to be on Broadway and drag. Yep, Olivia as well. And her exit interview with Jamie yep. Weekly said, I want to be on Broadway and drag. And I was like, oh, interesting. Yeah. Rue Ru asks what they are going to say about her perform her appearance on the competition and michelle then decides to add what um uh the, the fact that she got further than jan of course she had to add that in but rose says that they are competitive but they are more supportive and thinks jan will be proud of her and i'm sure she is absolutely i think it was interesting that i actually no i mean it was it was cute like I'm sure Rosé went home and was like, oh, I can't wait to tell Jan how it went. And was like, where's Jan? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> wait, it wasn't, I thought it was the other way around. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure that 
13 films first. Interesting. I because, I don't because remember. Jan helped Rose prep. Fair, fair, fair. That you're right. You're pack. right. Rue thanks Rose for sacrificing her life to do the show, and there's very few things she would sacrifice her life for. This was a really interesting interview because yes, Rose has been very humble and very true and very genuine, and she's not necessarily a reality television character. This interview to me was very colloquial and felt like an interview. Rue wasn't having as much fun. And I don't know if that's because Rosé wasn't necessarily giving the same energy as the other three, but this felt like an actual like interview. How did, how did you take this? I, I can agree. I think that what we saw was crafted for us to see. Yeah, I agree. Because Rosé cuts up is hilarious is so personable mm-hmm. and sweet and also that it's on tv like obviously everyone is there at this point they're ready for the interview but it wasn't like a oh we have this history like we can chat we can kiki let's like back and forth and back and forth rue i think is not threatened but just kind of like challenged by how Rosé pulls things off. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, well, you're, you're just great at everything. So like, mm-hmm. what is there to talk about? Like, you didn't have slow moments or bad moments. And then that's what the, he talks about. He's like, oh, you know, you were great the whole time. Okay, good job. You're here. Yeah. We're proud of you. Like, and, and it's not an interesting conversation to have. Right. And it's not an interesting story arc for reality television. And that... I disagree. Look at, look at other MTV shows and very different formats like the challenge when someone is always good or like survivor when someone is always at the peak of their game and they're always great that's the person you want to beat you always want to beat the best and oh fair fair very interesting um, people I, oh i absolutely i agree with that i'm saying from rue's perspective who clearly this this season's all about growth and growth and growth and who grows the most i don't know if rue as a producer is getting the same bang for their buck from Rosé as they are from like Dot, Mick, and Simone, you know? Sure. So if we then we go into sort of like the uh, the pipe dream or the uh, hypothesis venture of, okay, if this person doesn't win, would they make a viable All-Stars contestant? And rationally, all four of the top four would make great All-Stars contestants. But yeah. who would have grown the most? What is Rosé this is not like a read, but like, what is Rosé going to grow into? Rose Absolutely. And that's what terrifies me about. well-rounded. That's what scares me about Rosé and their potential future on the show is what else can Rosé do? Because she's already brought you a plus drag. I mean, it, it just would be set up like as a steamroll. If, you know, God forbid, because I'm definitely team Rosé. Rosé doesn't win season 13, goes on to all-stars. And they're like, well, you didn't grow. You didn't show us anything. It's like, well, mm-hmm. what the hell else am I supposed to show? I'm fantastic. I'm great. I'm, I'm stunning. And yeah, it would be a very similar situation to Alaska and mm-hmm. Shay, where, the, and I mean, in, in God for, I mean, even Chad. I agree. <laughs> like and, and, and as everyone hated the potential, the, the outcome of All Stars three, at least we had the mystery of what could potentially happen with all the bullshit that happened. Of course. And, and so it's like, you know, if Rosé was, was sent to All-Stars, like, it would be more interesting if she lost, which is yeah. not what you want in, for someone who is 
talented and showstopping and I don't know I to me it the story crafting and production is pointing at Rosé winning with someone I don't think this is a season that they would shy away from a double crowning double feature win oh because boy. I, well, I just think I just think it makes more sense and I think that Simone and Gigi on All-Stars is more possibly entertaining than any of the other combinations or iterations sir that's fair and we'll, we'll definitely get to that at the end because i i got theories too but let's talk about candy um michelle has a sweet tooth excited to talk to candy candy with a k came from the andy warhol documentary um and she wanted to be like candy sterling um sterling and kevin is her boy name so candy with a k not the kardashians Rue reminds hey, her right i'm i messed that up because you know andy sterling who yeah, same thing. Uh, no, we talked about that last night. And she's like, that's why I could never be on Drag Race. And I was like, oh, you're pretty. Um, Rue reminds her that she literally had to lip sync for her life last week because of the high blood pressure and the asthma and all that jazz. And maybe a little bit of the Zika. Why not just really say the Rona? That? Why not right. just say the Rona? That's the funnier joke, Rue. Zika? Anyway, There's Candy says that... Yeah. Candy says that she knew when she put the pocket look on that they were going to read her. She asked the girls how she looked, and they all said she looked fabulous. Michelle asked her what the concept was, and Candy says your guess is as good as mine. Which I have a problem with. And it Way to throw to your designer under the bus. Like, yeah, I have a it problem with was. it, too. And so much for collaboration. We'll, we'll yeah, we'll finish with the other this interview in the next one and then we can talk when we talk about looks we'll discuss it but like that bummed me out because i now love candy on tv yeah wonderful growth and arc and redemption for her and people who are like oh my god she was mean whatever bullshit people are mean on tv because they're in a pressure cooker and it's unparalleled and unprecedented and nothing that they've ever done has prepared them for this and people can back off and turn off the television and stop getting on bashing people because it's ridiculous and gross. But I was disappointed when Candy said that. And it has to do with Candy as a person and it's not a personal thing. Like when you go to Drag Race, put forth your ideas. Right. Yeah. But, uh, it's fine. I love Candy. Yeah. Great. Yeah. <laughs> So Candy thought she had to be a badass bitch and was ready to fight all the bitches, but now she just wants to be hugged. She is not shocked to be there, and she earned her spot in the top four. Fine. Agreed. All the things that she was made fun of has been celebrated on the show, and that's an important thing to discuss, and she will bring it up again when she gives her uh, younger self advice. Candy has asked... Go ahead. That's what drag should be. You should be or you can, you can celebrate everything that people don't like about you. And you can turn that into the, the third version of you who is, you, I mean, be, and maybe I, I shouldn't say this, but people do drag to be celebrated. You don't do. Absolutely. Most, most people don't do drag to not be celebrated. They want, they want success and they want people to see who they see on the inside. Like, of course, yeah. like that was so special that Rue, acknowledge that when candy said you know everything that i've been made fun of and mentally and physically and emotionally abused for 
has now been celebrated and that's absolutely true and that needs every single comment that is against candy and all the pictures that wow and vh1 posted for i just want to put that on like that should be the caption like people are so stupid and rude yeah candy is asked if she has any questions for them and she decides to ask rue if she really hated the pocket look rue says that it was almost bad enough to be good again okay funny it was funny whatever simone is asked oh go ahead i didn't i didn't hate the look was it pockets i don't really know was it done it just wasn't meant for candy yeah i don't i don't think so either i also think that like it might have gotten like caught on a zipper in a suitcase getting pulled out and got a little worse for wear maybe question mark sure it i thought it was cute yeah Simone, save the best for last. Simone reveals that she only uses baby oil to make her shine, and Michelle's very mad about that. The House of Avalon connection came when she was doing drag competition, and one of the members was on the judging panel, and that's when she met them. She knew she wasn't going to live in Arkansas, and they helped her in drag and her queer culture. The whole House of Avalon moved to Little Rock, from Little Rock to L.A. It was hard, and she had to change a lot about herself, but they were there to help her. Rue asks how deep the saboteur is because we knew that had to be thrown in somewhere. Simone had to thwart it off and had to figure out what makes her shy. If you want to be a star, you have to act like it. Rue asks what she thinks they think of her. She says that they think she is fierce and that every time she rounds the corner, she feels the energy from the judging panel. Rue continues to say that the character of Simone helps or happens when she steps on the stage. She says that Simone helps Reggie not get in her head all the time. Rue continues that the shyness is a crutch and an excuse to not spread her wings. The power she has in drag is available when she is not in drag as well. Interesting. Again, this is where I was like, okay, Gottmik has a slight edge on Simone based on this conversation because what we are being presented with is not necessarily negative towards Simone, but it's more of a redemption moment for her arc. Oh, absolutely. And I think that it would have been most fair to ask every contestant the same question. Yes. So that we could have a side by side. And I mean, they don't ever release the episode, like the podcast when they pretend to record, but they, these questions, I think were better suited or no, the answers to these questions would have been better suited for Rosé. What do you, what did Rosé, what do you think that the judges think when you turn the corner? Other than the tool, all of these answers could have been exactly from Rose's mouth. Yes. From Rose's brain to Simone's mouth. Like they're both perfect. They both are excited to see what they do. They like both have this great persona in drag enough that Ross doesn't or Rose doesn't out of drag, but like it didn't seem that the questions were equitable. Like they what they showed us was that Simone was emotional and needed to come up versus or needed to go down to come up yeah after being coasting on the top for so long and it didn't seem fair it was just so weird it was because mick had a very strong winners edit conversation where we got to learn about mick and the transition and the things that make mick worthy of being a winner simone was the growth arc rose was a lot more fact-based and and things that Maybe I knew already because I know Rosé, but the things that didn't necessarily help her 
emotional journey that she has had on the show, clearly. And then Candy was just an, uh, an evaluation of her delusion and, and making fun of a, a look that got read last week. It, it's very interesting how the producers presented what they presented in these interviews, because again, they pick and choose. They tell us how we're supposed to feel. Absolutely. And they did a very good job because we have lots of feelings about it. We sure do. But now it's time for choreo with Jamal. So let's do some fun things. Last time Jamal worked with these queens was the Rusical. Um, it's a critical moment in the competition and Jamal wants them to shine. It'll be the hardest he's going to be on them. And Simone starts it off. She knows she has three left feet. She's going to have fun and not be a dancer on a tour. She's getting a lot of chairography. Um, I love when she almost fell off and Jamal says that's not sexy. But she tells her to show how if uh, he tells her to show how if someone is sitting in the chair, how would you make that sexy? She does a pretty good job at that. So she, she can make a man feel good, I think. Oh, yeah. I, 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 not knowing what the music video was going to be was very confusing why someone yeah. had chairography and we're like, what? Right. Um, the counts aren't there, but she's going to have fun and the energy is there. Jamal realized working with Gottmik that she is not a counter and connects to lyrics. So they're going to focus on the lyrics and want them to sell the lyrics. Um, there's a lot of popping going on. And Candy reminds us that Gottmik is a little white boy. How are you with your popping and locking and everything? Um, I, fine, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Would you I get the... It was funny because... But I get what? Would you get the um, the little white boy at it at if you were um, in this moment? Hundred percent. But the thing is, is that Got Mick was doing it on purpose, right? Got Mick was doing like the oh look, I'm a fake white or not a fake white person because Got Mick's a white person, but yeah, I'm I'm fake twerking. Like look, I'm pretending to twerk, and it was funny. That's why. Yeah, absolutely. With Jamal's help, Got Mick will have it down gorgeously, but just not not there yet. We get Candy next, and there is a lot of womp pops. Um, Jamal likes to choreograph with sounds, um, and she just nails all the sounds that Jamal is giving her. Um, she needs to find the middle ground where it's still sexy, and I, I, I think she'll do it. She'll be fine. Last time, also, go ahead. I think that one of the best things is that um, he who shall not be named, who has not been appeared, has not appeared on this season. Is, is actually choreographing to their needs and it's not being uh, irrationally harsh or, or weird because like Todrick is like, uh -huh. you're not getting this, you're awful, this is terrible, you're in the tail and you're trash versus Jamal. Encouragement, all encouragement. Said, said to Gottmik, you, you work to lyrics and not counts. Let's do it that way instead. And like, what a wonderful thing for the top four to be in an environment that is not only nurturing, but also instructive. Yeah. And when they leave Drag Race and they can't be like, hey, Jamal Sims, like, I need to, I need some help. They can be like, hey, someone at the peak of their game who's astounding and then, you know, at the top of, at the, the, the top level of drag, you're doing it right now. Um, the, um, sort of the apex of choreography in the public eye, they can say, you know, I was told that I learned better to, lyrics versus counts can we maybe do it a different way and yeah. that is invaluable 
Absolutely. I think Todrick was definitely someone there to play for the camera. And it benefited for a little bit, but it, it came off harsh and the fans didn't like it. And I think that's a big reason for Todrick's elimination. And Jamal is has been great and has been producing good products. So there's there's a benefit to encouragement when you work with artists. So I encourage all you people in power to be encouraging and not be mean. Definitely. Last time Jamal was there, Candy was in the bottom to fighting for her life. She can't look like she's at the club flopping around like a fish, which is probably how I will look when I go to the club if I can ever go back because, you know, my back. (laughs) Next up, Rose is a professional, nails it immediately. Even the girls feel it. Simone wishes she had the gift to pick up the steps. And you know what? A lot of people do. Rose just, it's, it's innate in her. She knows how to do it. Next, we go into the rap part, and Jamal wants her to WAP. Now, I don't know timing-wise, but the the hit song track from Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion, WAP, had that come out yet? Do they know about it? Yes, I believe so, but I don't think that that was the ref. Right. No, it, it wasn't the reference, but I was. I just thought it was funny timing. If 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 I was there and he was saying "wop wop," I'd be like, "Are we, we doing the the whole music video?" But, oh, 100 uh, Just just funny, but funny reference. But Rose is not a break it downer. Uh, she's going to have to work on it. It's it's not a one two three four. Jamal wants swag coming out of her. Candy thinks that if one girl fucks up just a tiny bit, Rue can be like, "You're not moving on." And She's right. This is the challenge where every little beat counts and matters because it's separating literally every beat by yeah, every little tiny hair. But it's elimination day, it's lucky day. Candy is ready to fight and make it to the grand finale. And this is something we've heard a lot throughout the season is Candy narrating the elimination days and wanting to be in the finale. So we got our foreshadowing here. For them, it's the last day getting ready, and it's Kind of bittersweet. Um, we get the um, short purple wig appearance again. It is at Candy Station. She puts it on. It is Mix, and Mick brought it because you never know what you'll need. Truer words have never been said about packing for Drag Race. Uh, and Got Mick brought all the wigs, and as we're about to see, some of them have migrated to one specific contestant who I, mean, I guess didn't bring enough wigs or didn't bring appropriate wigs question yeah. mark yeah well well you'll you'll have to, to to remind us when we get to it mick just wants to stay there forever and they know that one of them has to go home but it just will not be mick rose is, is excited and loves the new song she's ready to fuck it up so in we now have a discussion of the first impressions mick thought that rose was a shy little angel which she finds so fucking weird now because she didn't know how hilarious she was and was confused when, you know, Rosé said that she was a comedy queen. Simone, it's not going to lie. She didn't care for Rosé when she first met her. As she says, another pretty chicken, a bland piece of chicken. But getting to know her, she is funny. She is a star. She calls her a powerhouse. Interesting that Simone did not care for Rosé at the beginning. I mean... What? Just such a dumb question. Like, did you like me? Well, I mean, it doesn't matter. You just met. 
Fair. Well, but, but it was also because Rose had just come off of that um, fake elimination. Emotional torture. Was, yeah. yeah. Um, definitely man, emotionally manipulated and definitely had a front on. And I think that's what she was reacting to because you weren't getting the bubbly side of Rose. And when Rose is in the mode, she she's in the mode. She's here in it to win it. So I could see how she couldn't, didn't care for her at that point. But Simone goes on and says, Candy was the loud girl. She says that people have preconceived notions about her. Simone says that seeing her be so sensitive is inspiring. Candy didn't think that she would make any close friends, but now they're all her best duties from this point on. Mick continues to talk about growth and how they've all grown. Her friends didn't know how she was going to do any type of comedy and she was scared. And now she's here and now just wants to be a comedian. She asked Simone if she wants to go on the roast tour and Simone said, absolutely not. We're getting Which, a lot of this growth story out of Got Mick. And um, it's making me wonder why. Like, oh, you, were, you were about to say something. Uh, right after the roast, before they de-dragged, before the acting challenge last episode, Got Mick said, you know, I'm, I'm finding out all of these extra talents that I didn't know that I had. And I was like, dear editors, I today am writing to you because I am wondering if you were setting up Gottmik for an all-stars treatment. This is confusing because this directly conflicts every single piece of footage that you've inserted for Gottmik. What are you doing and why? Question mark. Sincerely, the entire audience. Yeah. Because like, it just was that, strange. Yeah, no, that's why this, for me, this episode is very weird, very confusing. I don't know where I'm supposed to be looking. Um, Which is, I think, the point. Absolutely. We, we love a, a finale where we don't know the answer. Simone had to unpack a lot about herself. She was lonely and shy, and to come into the competition and be able to blossom, it's a beautiful feeling. She loves herself, and no one can take that away from her. We start to see her cry, accompanied by some triumphant music. So now we're getting advantage Simone. It's, it's, it's very interesting how this moment, again, was edited. Because it's not like the want, want, feel sorry for me music. This is like the I am powering through the fears that I had. I I don't remember the music because I, I don't know if it was loud enough or whatever, but the one thing that stuck out to me so much from watching the this segment in particular was Simone was done with her makeup and Candy and Rosé were putting on beard cover. Yeah. And I was like, this doesn't feel right. What are we hiding here? I think, I think that there was just so much more that didn't make the final cut. Oh, because fully. like, the, it, it was this little plateau for Simone, I almost said Suzanne. Suzanne's probably not a drag race character. <laughs> <laughs> um, for Simone, but they didn't want to show this more vulnerable side of Rosé and Candy short of them being just in orange beard cover. Like, right. what? It, I, I was, oh, this episode was gave me whiplash. Yeah. There are four bitches, only one crown. The gag is how many are going to go into the actual finale. Simone knows she's going to be there. Mick says the same. Rosé as well, too. Mick wants to lip sync against them. She's ready. Time for the runway. Rue looks sensational in a beautiful, fun pattern dress with, like, really, really cute cut. 
that giant hair and blonde, wonderful. I think she looks excellent. But it's and just the promo family. photo for the runway was incredible. Yeah, did you catch that? Um, RuPaul's having fun. Oh, I'm not talking about just RuPaul having fun. Go back to that photo. There's only one shadow. Oh, they, oh they've done that every single time. They <laughs> edited just, this, in. I know, this one was just terrible um, because Ru's shadow was like giant. Oh yeah, it is huge. and <laughs> It's really funny. It's just family. We have Michelle, Carson, and Ross. We're going to discuss the Lucky music video. We're getting a full music video. We're not we're not doing the fun thing on the stage. We're getting a full fucking music video. And it is a fun retro throwback. The beat is fantastic. The song is infectious. It's really, really good. It's really, really good. And I think that the only comparable, not the only, I take that back. It's comparable to both American and Queens Everywhere in the fact that we got them on this large set with not really props, but like they got like a fully realized set. Like American was pretty blank and yeah. lit very well, but Queens Everywhere had like the different, like the bathroom where Silky busted in. <laughs> um, I put yeah. it just like, like Riju Rochu and All the UK and Kitty Girl was like self-referential because that was the last shooting that they did at that studio. Mm-hmm. But like, and then season 12 was on the stage. Weird. And yeah, well, season 12 was like a challenge that this didn't feel it just felt like extra. This was a celebration of the season. Which, yeah, this wasn't a challenge because I mean we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. Um so let, well, let's go through each of them. Got me comes out swinging once again. Um excellent 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 the waist is tight come on violet tchotchke um got verse is very 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 good um it's That's excellent it, it, it i can't imagine got not knowing the talents that they actually had you don't just come out on drag race and be like look i can write lyrics you gotta know you got something inside of you and this was just so good I love that um, each queen gets their own color palette as well and sexy dancers and set, but go on, go on. He's very smart. Mm-hmm. And not only is he very smart, he's also very, that brand, like, Gottmik is Gottmik. There's no, there's no deviation from that. And I think even going back to the interview, like, it's just that this, this, performance aspect of got mixed drag has not been as explored right so it's just kind of like stumbling upon something that like oh i'm oh i'm really good at this like of course i'm good at this i'm smart i'm great whereas simone is like oh i've tried this and i failed i know i'm not the best at this here's where i will make sure that everything else compensates for this perhaps a little bit lacking aspect or attribute or whatever so I, I just think that like Gottmik may have spruced up perhaps pre-written like lyrics. Like, sure, totally. Because he's so smart, I'm sure beforehand he was like, here's, here's what I'm bringing in. And Absolutely. then getting to that point, he was like, oh, 
I'm actually really good at this. Let me make this even better. Yeah. And, and, and I, I particularly that. No, I was going to say, I, I can't imagine that they don't each night they go back to their hotel room, write lyrics or write or phrases and things that they could potentially use for this challenge. Should they get there? Oh, absolutely. And his confessional race said, you know, I started with love yourself, like blah, 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 blah. And I threw that away. I was like, that to me says that you had pages upon pages of lyrics ready, prepared, because you're smart and you're on top of it and said, yeah. I'm going to cherry pick the best of the rest. Future queens of drag race, take a day, start writing things about yourself, make them ready to go, figure out how to do some lyric writing, work, work on, um, on, on timing and everything. This is your chance to really showcase yourself and put your stamp on the season. It's we've now seen many um, challenges. Uh, first episode where they have to write lyrics. You got to come in with them. You got to be ready for them. You have so many opportunities with these songs to put your own verse in. Get those ready for when you're on the show. It's you can interchange them depending on the beat. This is the becoming the new. You don't know how to sew on Drag Race. You need to know how to write lyrics. Yes. Candy That's, looks. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to quickly um, highlight the awesome post production editing that they did with like the lyrics behind them. Yeah. 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 Like, and they, they chose specific lyrics, like mix where, where um, the face that's stamped so right, Compe and yep. face so tight, which I was like, perfect. We know exactly what we're doing. Oh, yeah. Now, the the, produ- the editors on this video um, should get a bonus. They did an exceptional job. But Candy And the looks- costumers should, yeah. uh, specifically for Candy, but also the backup dancers are wearing fencing masks. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. So funny. Yeah, no, Candy looks incredible. Quite possibly, for me, the best she's looked all season. Um, her lyrics are very much a fuck you to us all, or at least a fuck you to me. Um, that being said, it may take you three or four mm-hmm. times to completely understand them. Um, I thought Candy did a, a good job. Like, if there was a reason to t- say you can go to the finals, this was it. Sure. I mean, right. I, I wasn't, the lyrics were good. They weren't the best or my favorite, but they were quality. And I just right. think, like, the same the gripe that I have with Blue Hydrangea rhyming home with home. Um, candy rhyming back with back with backs mm-hmm. kind of doesn't ring as true to me as some of the other lyrics, but she slayed it. Yeah, and she did. The one oh. thing I didn't get was the fact that her stockings were white and not yellow. And I was like, if everything is going to be themed yellow for you, like, just die. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, I'm, no, picky. That's I'm really. Um, so after her um, part we got to see some more post-production fun I love that all the Rubits are the same look that Rue is wearing in the Rue messages like it was it was all done in one day and they're like Rue put this on you're going to do all these things for the entire season but I know and that they get actual Rue mail during the season like they get a finished Rue mail and in the first couple episodes you could see it in a reflection on one of the panels my thing is, is that that just kind of like, contra- sorry, there's a dog barking over there. I don't know what's <laughs> happening. Um, it contradicts like my own statement is that 
when Rue gave the Rue mail at the beginning of this episode, RuPaul says, my top queens, not my top three queens, not my top right. four, not my top five, not my bottoms, not my verse queens. <laughs> this is my top queens. Yep. It's very smart because you never know what will happen or what will be uncovered or what will transpire. That's so true. That's so true. When the season progresses. Anyway, next. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, well, next. Rose said, I have pipes and I will use them. Um, she was a star. She nailed the entire thing and gave one of the best remix performances in franchise history. And I think a healthy portion of that was how correct she looked. Oh, yes. Now, let, let, let's let's dive into this for a second. Um, I don't know if you saw it, but um, Peretta had posted a picture of Rosé in a different look and said that was originally intended to be her Final Four remix look, but the production went in a different direction. Um, I... My... I didn't see that I'm looking at right now. And I, all three of Stephanie's child has this look. Yes. Um, I think it was, they bring something for a final finale dance number, which they all, mm-hmm. they, you know, they're, they're instructed to bring like a, a performance costume, not like mini talent look or like, you'll be in this for two seconds on the show, right. but like bring this. This was also the look that Rosé posted as soon as she got back. Um, yep. And It just is interesting to me that they clearly gave them some pieces. Some pieces were from home. But why not make... I don't know. I guess they just had to figure out the costume to fit the song because this High School Musical 2 Teen Beats movie thought (laughs) did not fit this. I'm a secret agent coming into swoop and steal the nuclear codes from the evil henchmen who are trying yeah. to bomb, you know, RuPaulopolis or something. Yeah, no, I, I fully agree with that statement. Um, but again, just the color story. I'm a very uh, big fan of color stories and, and monochromatic looks like this. So I appreciate all of them. And I, of course, know that most of these um, items are not theirs, but they're probably theirs to keep now. I don't know. I don't think so. Because... Do you think they had to give them back? Oh, 100%. I don't think what that are they any of do them, with them? They, they why haven't any of them po- posted photos in these outfits? Okay, fine, you win there. I'll, I'll I'll give that one to you. Um, do you do you want to discuss wig moment or not? Loved it, stunning, incredible. Yeah, and and again, if 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 you, if, if you, you might be blind or didn't notice, they're all wearing brunette but dark black wigs. Is Simone's Simone's just red orange to me. Is it? It felt well. They're all still in the dark family, so. True, true, true. If we're if, if we're bringing back the uh, sisterhood of the traveling wigs, yep. Um, we can notice that Gottmik is wearing her vamp look wig that mm-hmm. I believe Tina Burner wore for Yellow. Gorgeous runway. Maybe very very similar. I think it's the same wig. I think the photo. I, uh, photo that she posted after the show was definitely a different wig, but Gottmik's wigs and the accessibility that Gottmik has to wig designers and designers in general. Yeah. Impressive. 
deserves I mean, when, to be talked about. And when, when you have half a wardrobe that is from Marco Marco, you know you're doing something right. Yeah, and all of your wigs, not all of your wigs, you're wearing Zach Killian wigs all the time. And uh-huh. one uh, wig takeout. Yeah, no, she, she's she got the connects. But Simone. The is, like, okay, they're very... They're very Gottmik, and Gottmik, you can tell, sat down with designers and said, hey, this is my idea, this is my reference, this is what I want. Can you make something in two weeks, three weeks that fits this? Here's kind of my budget that, you know, being Gottmik is probably a lot higher than a lot of other queens. Versus that too small wig that was on Candy's head was a cute wig. It just, like, didn't scream planned. That's fair. No, I, I listen. Collaboration with your designers is so integral, and it's a skill that is definitely learned. And I hope after this experience, should Candy ever return to the show, she works with her designers in a more collaborative way. Um. Well, we haven't discussed our fourth contestant, and then I'll let's do it. Let's comment. do it. Simone knew the skills she had to provide, and she leaned into it. She didn't have the best lyrics or the most difficult choreo, but she made the moments hers. She definitely shined the best she could. Um, how did you feel about Simone? It was not memorable. She, she and people are going to hate me, and I've not looked for comments on our episodes that we've recorded together, but because I don't care. But um, I enjoy Simone. Mm-hmm. I think I, I I thought about this a lot the past couple of days, anticipation for this. I wouldn't go out of my way to see a Simone show. Simone is fantastic. Simone is amazing at drag. Looks beautiful, is stunning always. It's just not the type of entertainer that I prefer. So like... That is completely valid. I don't and I, some, someone made a comment, and I'm glad I'm not friends with them on social media, but I was, they said, I would not pay a cover to see this person, but I would pay a cover to see someone else. And it was in reference to this performance. And I was like, ew, really? Like, don't take it that far. Support. Yeah. Support them. They, they're I, so talented. I, they made it this far, but like. Absolutely. And I, I think for me, I love Valentina and what she does. I don't know if I want to see her perform. And that's kind of what where Simone lands. Like, I love everything she does. I love her, her, her voice and the activism that she brings into her drag. Let her be the cover model of, of Vogue. She, she's got that. Is she going to be um, headlining a, a tour somewhere? I don't think so. Probably well, not. We're about to find out who will be uh, the newest additions to the Voss tour. And I think this performance definitely solidified who it would be. But well, yeah, well, I, I have, I, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that because I have theories, but could ha- uh, this performance have been a little shorter if we cut out a chorus that, w- uh, like, just listening to it? Totally. But then we wouldn't have had that fun moment where the queens bing, bang, bonged in front of that lucky uh, sign before, you know, the United Kingdoms technically did it because they filmed that afterwards. But I was like, oh my See, God, I love that moment. It was like, to me, like, I, I think that I mean it's not only theirs and they don't own it, but no, I know. It, it, I, no, not even the United King dolls, but like it harkens back to like a Pussycat dolls video that I'm thinking of, where uh-huh. I, it's specifically 
buttons where all of a sudden, and then also in um, React, like the set changes, it's lights behind them. And I was like, oh, like, I think this segment could have been in the middle, but then it would have un- made everything not as balanced with the fact that each segment was equal. Right. It felt weird. It was kind of shoehorned, but I left it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, when they hit their final pose, Candy is the only one who really lacks um, power in her stance. Um, you have got Mick and Simone had their arms up. Rosé is bending over with her head in her hands, and there's 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 that Fosse in her. Candy just needs a little more oomph to end the number. But overall, how do you think this song compares to other challenges of this nature? I don't think it's fair to compare them because this is an actual song. Uh, okay, okay. And some, some of the other song challenges are songs and some of them are RuPaul beats with lyrics. Mm-hmm. This is a song. I could see this on the radio versus say to the moon the U- uk remix was like right crap all right well i wouldn't it's good but i don't want to listen to this the one caveat to that is read you wrote you is not something that i would necessarily be like oh my god can you play read you wrote you other than the fact that it's just like iconic repeating what it is this is a song fair um uk hun is a good song um kitty girl is a good song Mm -hmm. american is a good song yeah i I, I just don't think it's on the same level as the rest of the i would never go be like hey let me listen to category is Fair, fair. I mean, I I did an entire podcast where we ranked everything prior to this season. Um, So if you want to listen to that podcast, friends, it's out there. Um, And I feel like I like that one. It was we had a lot of fun, and we got to talk about the 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 moments in in comparison to each other. But yeah, you don't want to compare and contrast. I love comparing and contrasting. I think this would be one of my top fives. Oh, absolutely. This was excellent. This was so much fun. It brought joy. And I, I, I think whoever helped Rue write this, congratulations. This is a Rue hit. It is uh, produced by Leland, of course. So Of, of course, course. Le- Leland is knocking it out of the park because Leland did Bing Bang Bong too. Leland also produces Choice of On. And I think also Britney Spears, perhaps. Troy Savon, if you want to ever like hang out, if you're listening, I miss, I, I like you. Come over. Anyway, category is drag excellence. Those are words. In honor of the runway, we're going to play drag or flab. Um, Ooh, I like this iteration. Yeah. Um, can we let? Uh, can we discuss drag ex- excellence before we dive into this? What does that mean? Sure. To you, when you hear um, the wor- those words combined, what does drag excellence mean to you? Pageant. Okay. I, to me, when you say drag excellence, a couple of people come to mind. And I, I think people. I don't think mm-hmm. a category. I think people. I think Erica Andrews. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, recency bias, I think Tamisha Iman. Mm-hmm. 
I also think of hot chocolate and mocha Montrese and um, Giselle Barbie Royale and um, like, I, I mean, I think Miss Continental. I don't think like, oh, I want to go see this category, this runway at, on Drag Race. Like, I don't, it, it, to me, is a, it's a persona. It's not a- Yeah, I- um, It's not a runway? It's really, for me, difficult to go through these with the category that was presented. It wasn't even signature or Eleganza right. Extravaganza, which is exactly is ex, is explicit. Yeah, like I, and, I and want the best of the best of your ideas. So, listeners, when you hear me say some of the things I'm going to say, it's because of what I've been told the category is, and I am going to make my assumptions and 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 say what I want to say based on what the category is. You're gonna hate me all you want because you're gonna hate me for some of the things I want to say. Let's dive in. Got Mick. Hair by Wigs and Grace. Dress by The Lady Hyde. Nails by Queen. Custom Claws. This isn't necessarily best drag or Eleganza Runway. This is their interpretation of drag excellence. And I cannot fathom how this is excellent. It's a cool concept. And because Got Mick is wearing it, it's fashion. There's not a single shiny thing in sight. It's a plain white dress with boring black dots with the occasional cutout to show skin. I needed more. The hair is very poodle, which I guess is what she was going for. We've seen her do better, but I feel like this was a moment where she knew she was going to the finale, so wear whatever and they'll be okay with it. I got excellence from the concept. Uh Uh-huh. First and foremost, I hated it. It's also wonderful. This is something that if I saw at the store, I'd say, I know why this is worth $100 on this shelf. Will I ever pay for it? Absolutely not. Yeah. We it, it's it's almost like this was the last thing um Gottmik was working on before the had to leave for the show and didn't get to finish it because we've seen oh, I, Gottmik, I don't why why was there nothing that shined? It was so flat. I, if I saw not, this at a New York City regular drag competition, I would expect that. We also have very um, particular and elevated taste. However, Fair. finalist last season never wore a sequin on this TV show. Who? Who was that? Who said that in a confessional? I know you know. Who said? Um, Jackie what finalist? No, 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 who was Jackie it? Jackie wasn't a finalist. That's no, right. Gigi well, Good in episode one says, I don't right. wear sequins. That's right. And the category was sparkle, and she didn't necessarily. Going, True, but it's just, but it was fashionable. Yes, and I think what I I just I got a lot of Dalmatian vibes, and mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't love it, but it was great. Ross calls the look fashionable and original. Carson says it's glamorous with a chic sense of humor, and she's brought that throughout the competition. He calls it some of the best looks in Drag Race history. Carson appreciates the attitude. Michelle says the performance she was going for it. She says her journey was so much fun to watch. Rue calls her creative, and that's what turns her on. She goes on to cry when Gottmik mentioned her parents because she's given kids around the world a roadmap as she has grown and expanded. She has grown, and she is enough. I love Gottmik. I've seen her turn out some of the best looks we've seen on the show. This was not it for me. And in comparison, I have to give it a flab. 
um, uh, I don't, I, I guess it's a drag, right? Drag and flab. Yep. Um, and if we're in a, another spinoff, digesting the show material, um, Yuha's bootleg photo review, yeah. um, Yuha will provide like notes and we'll somehow Photoshop them and make them look like they're actually on the runway, which is yeah. beyond. Um, but I think if it was pants, but like yeah. instead of the same shape, but just down the center pants, yeah. so that that huge bubble was on the bottom, like extreme bell bottoms and more cutouts. Like what Simone did last week with the pocket. Oh, no, no, not at all. I hated that. That was one of the worst things I've ever seen ever. Um, but like, like more skin cutouts because to me it was just like, it was yeah, like this is like I'm a person, but I'm also drag, and this is also my clown. I wish there was more skin. Anyway, drag is a drag for me. All right, and everyone hated it on on your Instagram. <laughs> no, audience was eighty seven percent drag, thirteen percent flab. Really? I just yeah. got it. Yeah, yeah. This one shocked me. Um, but I think everyone just loves Got Mixed to the point of they're just going to toot everything. Candy Muse. Look by Pinwheel Pinwheel. All right. Is this the redemption moment for Pinwheel Pinwheel? Perhaps not. I think well, this is a great garment. Once again, it's again not meant for Candy Muse. Yes, it was. Okay. Okay. Once again, um, the folly of the show and the fucking critique that this is not top four, top five. This is at this level of the competition, you shouldn't be wearing this. Well, then, God damn it, give the girls the order that you're going to use these runways because this, I will take it to the grave, was Candy's sheer runway. Okay. Because it's sheer. I also loved this. This was so cute. Everyone hated it. And I was like, this is gorgeous. Um, th- this, so Candy's train runway, I don't think ever got made, just to mm-hmm. be truly honest there's no photo of it um and the train was supposed to be like 70 feet long you can't pack that like candy was just like no save your money save my money right <laughs> and i'm not gonna use this so use her finale runway that burgundy that merlot color like velvety pleated mm-hmm. off the shoulder with got mixed paris hilton wig as her train for the third episode because then i think candy just got really fucked up by the episode run um, because I think that her vamp look was her beast look because it had the tail thing and it was very scary. Yeah. And then her beast look was like, oh, okay. She's cute. I liked it. I didn't think it was awful, but it wasn't the best. And then her finale look was then used for the trains runway, the third episode. And she's like, if I'm going to make it for them, what am I going to wear? And she was like, okay, this is functional. And it was so cute. Great to lip sync in. And her wig was from the same episode that uh, Gottmik rewore her vamp wig. This is her daytime wig. Yes. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, it's really hard because, again, this is the category we were given, drag excellence. For this to be the last look on the runway, I don't know. This could have been the reason that she was taken down and knocked out for the before the finale. It just was not at the same level as the other queens. Not wanting to do a gown for the um, final runway, that's your choice. Based on what you just told me, now I understand that. 
but there's something not at the same level as the other three. And Ooh, that's and what's bothering me. Because this garment was beautifully made. Yes, absolutely. The, the only thing I would have changed is that yellow contrast color, just a different mm-hmm. shade of yellow or a different shade of green. Because it didn't make sense with that like rich, rich blue and that yeah. burgundy red. And I, I get it. I knew what was happening, but my eyes didn't like it. Perhaps because of the lighting. Candy's face was beat for all everyone was stunning the hair was of course stunning yeah and you could tell that it was going to be revealed but it's one of those things like i don't know it's just a layered garment i'm wearing separate it's not a reveal right i i think now that you you told me that it was potentially made for the sheer runway one of my critiques was i didn't love the the nude mesh in the middle okay for the sheer runway perfect great idea so i I don't know it's you're you are right the queens should have a little more preparation given to them, a little more guidance. When they get a, uh, um, their their notes and said, this is the line, the word we're using for the runway, and then it gets changed actually on the show, it sucks because clearly it's made for television and that's why they do shit like that. But I don't know. I just, I, I expected more. And if you are correct about the, the reordering of things, they played her, they played her. Well, I just, I think Candy was missing a runway. That's fair. That's very possible. It was her actual trains runway. And I think that unfortunately snowballed into, oh my God, what do I wear at the end? Yeah. Because there's only so much you can pack. Like, Absolutely. even if you have doubles yeah. or, or like Denali, who brought a fucking chandelier. Right. It doesn't matter what, I mean, I also despised what she wore or said she would have worn at the end, but. Um, you know, whatever. We're not judging her right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, drag is art and art is subjective. Thank you. Yes. Um, I, it just, like, there's only so many places you can, I don't know. It was not excellence, but I thought it was amazing. Good for Ken. Carson says the look is detailed and the tailoring and the details and makeup and hair are right. In the music video, he says she has charisma. Michelle loved From the Hood to Hollywood and she relates to it. Ross is happy she is there and she found her line and stayed true to her. No one else can do Candy Muse. Ross can see her heart when she performs. Rue says she has the fight and drive and that's exciting. She wants candy, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We know where I'm going with this one. I'm going to give this a flab. Um, based on my... I, it's not drag excellence and on back. That alone is why I think I gave, got make a drag, so I'll give this a flab, but I really love it. Audience was 41% drag, 59% flab. I have been, I was tracking it yesterday into today, and there was a lot more support for Candy as the day went on. So very fun okay, to see so that journey. As of literally right now, it's 39% drag, 61% flab. It's still I odd. Did- what? Oh my God. I didn't, I thought, because. Listeners, we're, we were recording um, earlier than I normally did, and I had to get that those out, so there was probably an hour uh, delay. But okay, interesting, very interesting. Next up, Rosé. Oh, looks so cute. <laughs> okay. Rosé is next. Hair by Drag by Sherelle. Gown, gloves, belt, and sporing clutch by Christopher Palu. This was a stunning look and something so perfect for Rosé. Yes, we've seen the bagpipe look 
with the tartan and everything, but this is glamour. Rosé is not doing camp, and yet this is campy fashion with how it's created. She looks comfortable and confident. It gave me those Davina DeCampo finale vibes. It's an exception to my shiny rule, but there is a statement, so it didn't need to shine. The long ginger hair is perfect for this look, giving me Merida. I will say, and I know it's because they got similar chins, but her beat was very much Eva Destruction. Really? You got Eva from this? <laughs> I did. See, this is one of those things, again, these fucking suitcases, this hair got splashed. Okay, I can see it. Still gorgeous. The, Still stunning. The stage right... No. Stage left, sorry. I forgot what side. I'm trying to look at the picture. The, the physical right side of Rosie's hair, I think, was meant to be taller. And then looking at the shoot that she did. I can see that. It doesn't look the same. And it just kind of like was unshapen in the front because it had to have gotten smushed because Rosie had a lot of a lot of drag to pack. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 <sighs> Uh-oh. I love See, I don't agree with the makeup choice and I can't do makeup I don't do makeup I am not claiming that I have any expertise in this but the eye looked not bruisey and that's like what I think the quick assumption would be it, it it's like if you okay so if you went to Ben Nye and you said give me the bruise wheel uh, yeah yes that those are the colors that they would use but it's the yeah. colors from the tartan but it doesn't yeah Rose has beautiful eyes like, See, that's, it, this is why I said Eva Destruction, because Eva uses these dark colors. Um, oh, and even paints on the bruises, too, which is right. kind of funny. <laughs> so um, that's kind of where I got the Eva thing. But no, I think, I, uh, yeah, you're right. It's, it's a little darker than we're used to, to. And the lip. Okay, so here's my thing. In the wide, it looks great. I can look past the face, but if, and if you also look at it, I'm looking at the picture on michaelblocktalk.instagram.com on the story. It doesn't, the colors don't go together to me. And I, I have no room to talk because like, again, I can't do makeup. I wouldn't know what to pick, mm-hmm. but I would have picked a different color for the eye. It looks, it makes the hair look like pumpkin orange instead of like ginger orange. And then I can't, fair. I think I would have changed the purse. I get the gloves. The gloves make sense with the gown, but the purse throws it off for me. That's fair. I think definitely going for the authentic Scottish um, look. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I maybe would go a little brighter uh, with the makeup. I think you're right there. Um, I don't know. There, there's just something about this look that she just felt really happy in, and just oh, absolutely. It was and and gorgeous. it was a runway moment. Yeah, it was it. I don't know. I just, this, this felt special and you could feel that as she walked. And, and you absolutely. And you said it before too. And like, this didn't need glitz and shine because mm-hmm. it's a standout piece. Like this is stunning. This Halu is knows how to do it. Feel good. Halu knows how to do this. Christopher it's, Blue, I love you. Um, this I, is why he's been on the show many times. That, right. Uh, yeah, and and your uh, your poll just to update the numbers is fifty five to forty five percent drag there you go. lab. 
Um, I'm going. Uh, we'll, we'll get to the judges in a second, but since you mentioned it, I'm giving it a drag. Clearly, yeah, absolutely. Michelle says it was a journey for her. She calls her talented and such a presence and so good at what she does. Michelle calls her voice incredible and love the speed rap. Carson calls her a professional. The runway look is gorgeous. He loves the pleating and lace detail. She always brings a look that is on brand and professionalism and polish. The music video was ready. Ross says she's the most prepared in every challenge. She calls he she Ross calls her the drag grand slam. Ruthen says yeah, Rue says she delivered and can depend on her to make it work. She is the total package. So, yes, I will give it a drag. You give it a drag. 55%, Upside. 45%. Um, but also, the comments about the lyrics are so spot on because I'm the deaf. Okay, I mean, you kind of have to go through the whole thing because it all is just like, it's neat, it's tucked in, it's tight, it's wrapped in a bow. Little Scottish boy grew up to be the supreme. Agreed. Grand slam. I'm the definition of American dream. Lucky for my daddy who believed in a star, but take it from Rosé, you better work to go far. Absolutely. This journey in the show exemplifies that. Yeah. And then the best part, every single thing about the bitch is right. Magnify the resume. The font is tight. I can so rock. What a gag. Check it, baby. This is drag. 100% agreed. I think that if this was the finale episode and they crowned someone in this episode, it would be Rosé. It's it it. It's not. Gonna, she has it's, a case. She really does have a case. Um, I just the producers and the editors are just not fully invested, and that's what's so weird. It's, it's very, weird. It's I so weird. But let's get into Simone. Gown by Christy Gigi. Hair by Gigi. Good. Um, those sleeves, the purple iridescent, the cornrows. This is unapologetically Simone. And if there was a crown ready now, this is the look I want to see her wear with it. This is red carpet. This is Met Gala. This is cover of Vogue. Simone is a superstar. And that's all I'm going to say about this look. It was for me exceptional. It was great. It was lovely. It's a drag for me. My thing is, is that. And, and I think, I mean, and going back to where I think Simone is amazing, but I, it's not my type of drag that I prefer. Mm-hmm. It's that it's calculated. It's studied. Sure, sure. It is Simone read the unofficial unauthorized book on how to win drag race with a magnifying glass and a fine tooth comb and went through every single thing and checked all the boxes and packed everything properly. But there's just this level of artifice that I think is doesn't a winner would make for me. Like I, looking at this outfit, this Shantung is exquisite. I don't think that she went to Christy, who is Gigi's mom and said, mm-hmm. this is what I want to wear on the runway. She's like, I want to look like I'm someone who's walking a red carpet. And then it happened and she was like, okay, it fits, I'm taking it with me. And it's purple and it's the color of royalty. And I think like maybe somewhere in there, but like the same thing that I was speaking on with Candy is that like, I don't think that I don't I don't see a brand in this look or in really and um, a few of Simone's looks the brand can't be oh it's beautiful it has to be Simone it's like fair I, I what, think what, what about this other than that it's stunning and exquisite and royal and beautiful is Simone 
I think what Simone's brand on the runway when we really love her is when she is bringing her culture into it because you have those are the branding. So you're right. That if that, if that's what we would say Simone's brand is, that's not what this runway is. But that being said, if, if we have to brand her as something else, she is, she is a fashion model and she's going to be a fashion model. She modeled the fuck out of this. Sorry, what are you saying? Um, no, I was just saying that uh, if, if she's going to be a fashion model, that she modeled the fuck out of this look. I thought it was oh, absolutely agreed. Um, yes. Another part of her brand, but hundred percent. Carson calls will look spectacular no matter what she wears. She is wearing the clothes and she is looking gorgeous and regal. He calls her performance a standout. Ross says she's already had so many iconic looks. He says she is like Mary Poppins' purse because she pulls it out week after week. Michelle said she did it. And Rue says when we falter and fall, it gives us an opportunity to show the world you can get up. And she did it while looking good. I will give this a drag. And 96% of your voters and myself agreed. However, I think I can place my on it is that if you put your, if like you had an image of Simone and you put your finger over her face, it doesn't scream drag. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Or like cohesive. That makes sense. Like it doesn't, I don't know. It just, I, and I totally understand and respect that it's cultural heritage and identity. And I support that. And I now see that thinking after you've said that, like, yes, Simone is black excellence and she's exemplifying everything that just as Candy said, you know, was made fun of her for she's celebrating that it just if i wanted to see this look i would look to the runway or the red carpet i wouldn't look i wouldn't turn on vh1 for drag race it doesn't feel draggy to me i guess that's my complaint yeah and i and again i think this is going back to what the category is yeah 100 percent. so don't blame the queens blame the show it's time to talk to the younger selves. And this was probably the most important one the show has given us. So Gottmik starts and Gottmik gave them permission to show a childhood photo. And how Rue words this. Very Rue important. asks I agree. what Gottmik has to say to their two-year-old self. I'm not going to defend RuPaul all the time, but Rue is growing. Rue is learning. And the fact that she did not use Gottmik's other name was very respectful and very important. And it stood out. And I commend Rue and the show for doing that. 100%. And I think that adding the, the statement, um, you gave us permission to do this, makes it feel better yeah um because i'm sure that they can find these photos with or without their permission and oh, fully after the show say oh hey you know we really kind of pulled this one over on you but we use that photo or i hope you're okay with that versus this was yeah. hey give us a photo that you feel good about and, and this felt genuine whereas 
during the original critique when Rue was crying didn't feel as genuine. Sure. Yeah. This was like a real revelatory piece of drag Ab- race that is absolutely. more inclusive and moving towards the betterment. And I was going to mention it moving forward, but I want to mention it now. As Rue introduces each photo, Rue doesn't use their names either. Correct. And it was just, it was right. It was the right thing to do it, because it makes everyone feel like they all matter and it, we're not making a spectacle out of it. So I really commend the show on this one. I don't know if it's going to be talked about as much as it should be, but this really was important. Absolutely. And I, I agree and I applaud the choices that yeah. we made. So Gottmik says hi to Cade. That's your name now. There's one side of you that just loves laughing and life and another side that you don't fit in, but you have to live your truth. But the second you realize who you are, your life is going to change. Those years of being uncomfortable in your own skin is going to make you grow an even thicker skin and you'll be able to look in the mirror and say, I love you. Got Mick nailed it. Got Mick said exactly what needed to be said to other youth who are questioning and Again, another reason why Got Mick had the standout winner's arc of this episode. Agreed. Yeah, and it was... It didn't feel like they... <laughs> it didn't feel like an episode prior when they said, okay, who should go home tonight and why? And they had to ask a certain contestant over and over again and stand there and you could tell they had yeah. cut out time. This was like, Got Mick said, no, this is my answer. This, it's coming from the heart. It's also perfect. Thank you. Yeah. Candy's next. Um, so this is to Candy at age three. Candy says people are not going to get you. People are going to physically and mentally harm you. And there is going to be a time in your life where you are going to have to choose if you want to live your life to the fullest or end up in jail. But you're going to grow so strong from it and you don't have to blame yourself for everything. You're a bitch and you always have been. True to Candy. Oh, is that what you did? You watch the uncensored version again? Did no, I think uh, that's what I think. I think so. Oh, Is I thought not- she said cunt because it was bleeped in there. Both oh, I thought it was maybe, maybe I heard it wrong. Oh, or maybe that's what oh, the I, subtitles were. I, I think she said cunt both times, oh. which I love even more. <laughs> love it. But yeah, no, this is definitely true to Candy. Um, and there are definitely young, young kids out there who will resonate with that. Rosé gives advice to her two-year-old self. You are so severely blessed by a love from your parents. And one day you're going to find something called drag and you are going to finally understand yourself. And that is your job to teach others. And you have to take that bow tie off because they are going to read you for looking too perfect. Very pageanty, but professionalism comes straight out of Rosé's mouth. Yeah, and, and I think it goes back to like, it would be unexpected to hear something that wasn't yeah, prepared and rehearsed and ready. I just don't think it was the same level of depth that we no. got from any of the other contestants. No, the, 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 yeah, no, absolutely. This was Rosé's um, looking in the mirror in the hotel room every night before this episode. Um, this was prepared. This was very smart. Um, she says the right things. Mm-hmm. Simone gives advice to three-year-old self. Simone cries and addresses Reggie. You are going to grow up believing all the things people say about you. 
that there is something wrong with you and you can't be black and gay and you can't be feminine and successful. You're going to hate yourself, but love yourself. And one day you're going to go and live your dream one day and meet someone who inspired you. And she is going to call you a star and you're going to do everything they said you couldn't do. And you're going to be great. Definitely got through brownie points in this one. Which like, to me, was it needed? Was it one of those things where like she went through the book and said, "This is what RuPaul likes. This is what RuPaul is. This is what RuPaul breathes." I'm going to give you this. It just doesn't feel like didn't feel personal. Yeah. I mean, it was personal, but like it didn't. I don't. I mean, it resonated with me, which is I don't. I don't know why I'm attacking someone's package this episode. Yeah, <laughs> it just it didn't. I don't know. It felt. I don't know. It's very. I think, I, 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 I want to say that it felt like she laid it on thick, but like I, I would have answered exactly the same thing. People are going to make you hate yourself and don't listen to them. You're amazing. You're a star. This this definitely felt like a universal message, but it also felt like a personal message to Rue because I think Rue really does see a lot of herself in Simone. Mm-hmm. So this was like the nudge, nudge, Rue, crown me because I'm your, I'm, I'm, I'm a new you. So. Interesting. I, not the best um, messages uh, we've gotten, but good. Got make definitely won this part of this episode. Yes. Before Rue can determine who can move forward into the grand finale of RuPaul's Drag Race, she wants to see them all lip sync for their lives. But here's the twist. They're going to do it one at a time. And as Got make says, Gagatandra. Um, what do you think of this format? Perfect. Wow. Okay. The only thing that I would have changed is that the contestants should have had to go away from set so that they couldn't get ideas from the other lip syncs. Yeah. And then it would have been totally perfect for me because how you clearly can say, oh, well, they didn't show this segment of the song because they were lip syncing poorly. And they, you know, cherry picked items and, and sections, but I don't know. Um, that's that's the best part of it. Like you can show off everyone's strengths, and no one's gonna mm-hmm. suffer to one of Whitney's best songs and a good remix of it. Like they're all gonna be better for you showing the absolute best. And the the hindrance of their garments, you know, may have played in some things, but I think if they choose this format going forward, then they need to fix the song because if we got stunts and shows and shenanigans to the final lip sync song, there would be perhaps another elimination and then we could really throw a wrench in the system. So we all know that I have some big theories and, and, and assumptions and, and things as I got to say on the podcast. So here's mine on this. I was not fond of this format. Um, for me, Candy was the next to go. She does not have a chance of winning the season, but they wanted the final four and needed a way to save her. If she did a one-on-one lip sync against any of the others, she would have lost. This was the producer's way of having an excuse to keep her there. Yes, her performance this week was great and a good reason why she deserves to be in the finale. But track record alone, she does not have what it takes to be in the finals and win. But she is delusional. Her words, also mine. She might have still had a chance if it was different. But you're right she would have gone home in a lip sync against any of them yeah um, because they famously don't 
have, well, not every time, but they haven't always, when they had a four-way lip sync, done all of them at the same time. Right. And if she went against one single person, even if they both, if both pairs did the same song, she would have gone home. And I didn't think about that. And I hate that that's true. Yeah. Um, the only time we've, only, we've seen one contestant lip sync um, for their life alone was when Ginny Lemon walked off the stage and left Sister Sister to flail that piece of shit wig. She's working that thinnest ponytail I've ever seen. <sighs> All right. As we mentioned, the song is I Learned from the Best by Whitney Houston. Um, it is really hard to critique this because, again, as you mentioned, it sucks if you went first because the next girl could top what you already did. And I'm going to assume they went in critique order. Alphabetical, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. Also, it, I, I kind of like and people might flame me over this but it kind of bothers me that like they the choice of artist benefits the contestant oh yes you, you oh, yes. If, if on paper you said okay the final four are going to lip sync to whitney houston this is the song you'd be like oh good job simone congrats oh yeah if you picked you know Joan Jett, you'd be like, congrats, Rosé. If you picked, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, Missy Elliott or, I don't know, Christina Aguilera, congrats, Candy. If you picked a makeup brush, you'd say, congrats, cut make. But um, it just felt very, ugh, I don't know. No, I, I, very I, I agree. Selective. Because like they each brought energy and passion. Got Mick has life when they perform. Candy was candy and did that unnecessary reveal at a very weird moment, but maybe it was just annoying her. Rose had like this fire inside. And then Simone embodied Whitney with the freaking uh, towel. And like, I would see a full performance of her doing this song at a show because she knows how to do the song. But you're right. It was advantage Simone. And they, I mean, when they go, they get the list of songs and they get the full list of songs. Yeah. And then they get the Rue songs. And so you kind of, by process of elimination, are like, well, that's the one at the end. So I, Simone is probably like, oh, I'm going to pull out my rag at the end and dab my sweat. And oh, I mean, yeah. I am Whitney. Haha. Joke's on you because if any of you do this, that would be atrocious. Right. Rue has the girl step forward when she calls their name. Got Mick. Candy Muse. Rose. Pause. Pause. Dramatic music. Simone, they're all going to the finale. Did we all see this coming? Yes, only because of the way that they edited that final piece. If they had done any other order of their names and not shown Simone grin when he called her name, we would have known something different. Because in my heart of hearts, I do believe that they found five endings for this episode. One of each of them leaving and one of them all staying. Mm -hmm. And I think the right decision was made. I think Candy absolutely should stay. Fair. I know you don't agree. I know. No. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's it's just weird because Candy has just not resonated with me this season. And I equated it to the producers wanting a character to go far that the audience did not necessarily want as much. Very like, and I really hate that it is a when I make this comparison, a big girl thing, but it's how it was with Silky, it was how it was with Eureka. 
the audience was not living for them as much as the show was. And they, they forced their journeys in a way. And I kind of feel like candy is the same way, but candy is an excellent reality television star. 100% put her on the challenge, put her on the challenge. That would be excellent. Amazing. But I think the, the same thing that same situation, but the opposite outcome, they thought that exploring this candy-esque side of Silky would have given positive fan reception that completely backfired because of, you know, systemic and system, like racism and, and right. uh, ableism and, and, and fat phobia and all kinds of terrible like underground and underlying things, but also because Silky wasn't as palatable going into the show as Candy was. People knew who Candy was and they said, right. we want Candy to win. You know, the few people who said that, unfortunately, versus the people who said, oh, Silky, this is interesting. And then she made the top four and they were like, oh, this doesn't make sense. And if you look under any of the comments, it always says, this was rigged. Candy should have gone home. And while I do agree that she should have gone home during her first lip sync, she has earned her spot and redeemed herself and the character redemption yes. that they've given her is appropriate. But her pre-show persona got her this far whether Absolutely. it's on her own merit or her own talents with on behind the, the camera they knew that if they saved her they'd be fine absolutely let's go through untucked um Ooh, before we do untucked yeah season 12 is the only quote rumix live singing last challenge that has had a winner because it was a challenge and this was felt like a celebration which makes it appropriate that no one went home yes if there was a winner then there should have been a loser. Fair. And there was no there was no square loser. Right. And so that's that's where things were interesting for me. Cause I like again, I was like, okay, let me let me anticipate what could possibly happen. I personally, based on the cha- the the performance of the song and the look, I would give Rose the win. Um got Mick very, mm-hmm. very, very close second, which means it would have been Simone and Candy in the bottom. And based on what we've saw, we saw from that lip sync, Simone would have definitely easily beat Candy in that song. Yes. Um, but again, like I, I think because Candy didn't bomb in the the song, you couldn't have sent her home. There was no reason to. So she definitely earned this spot based on this episode. Oh, of course, and I, I, this solidified her second half of the competition arc. Yes. She totally deserved this. Yes. All right. Untucked. The top four head back to the workroom. Simone is living her dream and it's been a long journey. She has earned her spot here. Rose killed it. And in her mind, there is no way she's going to not be in the grand finale. Candy zips out of her look as the others sit in the gear gowns. And you know what? They were kind of bitter about that. At least Scott Mick was. Rose says. That was, that was a funny. Oh, it was very addition. funny. It was very funny. Uh, Rosé says they all answered the fuck out of their questions. There wasn't a bum answer. Um, Candy lost it when the baby photos came out. And they all call Got Mixed Baby Photos so cute, um, as was her answer. I don't know if I would have said her answer was cute, but it was a good answer. Candy says Agreed. the photo... I think cute was... Yeah, cute was the wrong word. Verb. Yeah, uh, Candy says that photo brought back memories of how unhappy she was, but... She is still here at age 25 and she's been through so much. And that's where the line hood to Hollywood was 100% her. Simone went through it and thought about how hard she's been on herself. She wouldn't change it, but it's emotional. 
she's proud of herself and all of them, um, all the unheard circumstances. Miss RuPaul got so emotional and they love seeing it. Uh, got make jokes that if she wasn't on the amount of testosterone, she would have been sobbing too. Um, got continues to say that they feel the support from Ru from the bottom of her heart because she just gets it. All of this is new for her and having all of them and Rue support her, it's mind blowing. She continues that her parents did not um, take it easy. They had a hard time and it all felt like at the end of the world, but it's her responsibility to educate them. Expecting them to snap was so unfair, but she's very proud of them for accepting Gottmik. Candy then pivots a little bit and reminds Rosé that she went to the pork chop loading dock. Remember that 15 weeks ago? Um, Rosé is proud to be the only one from that group and it shows that you might have an off day and that's okay. Candy well, goes just, on. Go ahead. They, I think that someone off camera said, hey, Candy, bring up the pork chop loading dock. And she was like, the what? <laughs> and they're like that that place where they send Rose. And she'd be like, oh yeah, like that whole storyline on paper is great. I think in actuality it, it not only drew out the season, but like no one cared. Like, yes, I've got something to prove, but then yeah. everyone failed. <laughs> no, it's true. Candy goes on to say that her breaking point was the altercation between her and Tamisha. She told her to shut up and pay attention to herself at this point. She can't focus on the drama. We're all gonna have a bad day. Again, we're going back back to this bad day theme. Rosé notes that there was a bottom two to get to the top, and she's worried that there may be an elimination. Candy says every single season is different. One of them could sashay away, or maybe Elliot with two T's can come back and vote one of them out, which I thought was a great reference to Elliot. Um, because talk about delusion. Indeed. Candy thinks it's going to be hard for the judges, and it's true. But we're going to have a moment because Rosé gets a message from her brother Lou, tells her that the whole family is proud um i have not looked at the reddit but has reddit thirsted over lewis yet um i'm not that i know um i'm sure they will he's very cute um they also sound identical yeah and also they look identical both shaven um also his daughter is so cute also yeah i i don't think i've met him but i know i think I've been around when he's he was around once, um, but it, th- this was really really a special moment. As he points out that he remembers about six years ago that they were watching Drag Race, and Rosé said that one day she would be there. Put it into the world, put it into existence. It can happen. And he calls, her, yeah, he calls her his hero, and her whole existence has been a war, and there hasn't been a battle she hasn't lost. And we see Rosé get a little emotional, and Candy says it. She hasn't seen her cry all season, and this was very, very beautiful to see. Rosé says that she loves her brother, and this gives her a really big boost. She's really ready for whatever is going to come. How did you feel about this video message? It felt weird. It was uh-huh. sincere, and it was sweet, and I just was like, oh. It, 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 this untapped felt just like unnecessary. It did. But just felt like they format, were like, we gotta have it. Yeah, they just, I think that the, uh, okay, well, let's just say that I was not selected for a video message, <laughs> but I was on the list for approved people to call for a video message. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I think that they record them all at the same time and then just kind of give them because in season 11, if you remember Raja and Plastique, Raja was like, your drag mother was the choreographer. You, your boyfriend is your video message. You are about to win this challenge. You're not going home. Stop worrying about it. So I think that they like have all of these moments ready for the contestants, yeah. but they don't use them all, which right. feels weird because then your friend has a tape locked in the wow vault and <laughs> yeah, it's awkward, but also like it makes it seem all the more insincere. Like you are using this to manipulate a situation, whether positively oh, or fully. negatively. But like, Look what it did to point, Olivia last week. Yeah, at this point, like, what does it? What does it matter? You've already, you've already been judged. Right. You've already. I mean, you want to talk about emotional manipulation? What they, what they did to Olivia last week was horrible. She left that left New Jersey in a fight with her grandma, only to get confirmation that now her grandma approves of her. And to learn that on national television, I could not imagine what Olivia was actually going through because she didn't show it. Yeah, and I think that perhaps they do release all the messages or release some of them or some of them would get cut because I don't think that if that had gone poorly, they would have showed it. That would be, they would. That's true. Um, Rosé says that she was born with so much privilege and so much love and the only tumultuous sign was when she came out because she was also confused. Everything <laughs> that she has been through has just been gay. She couldn't imagine not having that support. It's a gift to have the fam- the love from her family. Candy goes on to say that there are a lot of black and brown youth who don't have the love. And the fact that she wants to teach it and make that the best lesson you can leave Drag Race with. Candy says her drag family and the support from her chosen family is very important. And Gottmik says that she would not have been the person she is today or be there if it had not been for her chosen family. Simone chimes in and says she has her chosen family, but also her mom. She misses her mom, and she is her biggest supporter. Cue the video. Come on, timing. She was. Her mom says she was both excited and nervous that Simone was on Drag Race. Excited because it's what they've been working for, and nervous because she was not there. She always said that she was special, and Simone would say, yeah, right, mom. She knew that she had the light that the world was supposed to see and is proud of her for stepping out of her box and achieving things only people can dream of. She couldn't believe her baby was Mary J. Blige when she first performed. She loves her as much as she loves pecan pie. And then we get Gottmik saying she doesn't know her mom, but she misses her as well. How did you feel about Simone's <laughs> moment? Uh, it felt... Wait, have we got a Gottmik moment in Untucked? We did. We got it earlier in the season with her parents. Oh, God. Okay. Well, it shows how memorable it was for me. Um, it felt like that they just were like, oh, well, we've got given everyone else of the top four a moment from their family, so well, here you go. Yeah. But it just didn't, wasn't necessary. Like, it was just like, okay, this is cute. This is sweet. This is really kind and, and heartwarming, but okay. Yeah. Like, they just really are pushing for Emmys at this point. Oh, fully. Are you kidding me? I When Rue was crying, I turned to my mom and said, give her the fucking Emmy now. <laughs> I'm your mommy now. Right? She did that with plastic, was just oh, my God. Down. Simone says that moving to L.A., um, she had to be without her mom, and that was hard. But she's always been her biggest cheerleader. Simone needed the video, and it was special to hear from her mom. 
Dotmik knew Simone kind of before the show and knew her as a shy person, but nothing is going to stop her now. Simone is very proud to be at the tail end of the competition. She didn't know she could do it, but she did. Rosé wants to make it to the finale as it would mean the world to her. She fought so hard to be there and will destroy whoever is next to her if she has to lip sync. Dotmik has fought, too, to be there and has much more to fight for. Candy says this is a season of gags and is focused on getting Candy Muse to the crown. And guess what? They're all going to the finale. They walk back into the workroom and are greeted with champagne, which is kind of cool. They go over what they're not going to miss and joke around as they drag. They write one final uh, mirror message to Rue with hashtag best top forever. Which leads me to our burning questions. Are you ready? Let's do this. How does this top four stack up to recent final fours? It blows around the world. Okay. I think that this was a lot of range and the fact that we've had drag race after drag race after drag race recently. Mm -hmm. Like the most recent six seasons doesn't even go back six seasons in US drag race. Right. Um, I mean, I, I personally, whenever we have an all-star, I do make that a, like, a spinoff. So I try to bunch True. them differently. But for me, this feels very reminiscent, as we discussed already, to season 11, where you have two real contenders, one who's right there but didn't have the edit to support it, and then the producer favorite. Who's the producer favorite? Candy. Oh, no, no, I'm not saying to win, but I'm just saying producer favorite that they're in the final. So she, she, as we, as I said, is the silky. You have Brooklyn, and I would have, and you have Brooklyn and I guess Evie as the two real contenders, and then Akira who was there but not necessarily the oh, yeah. edit favorite, but the a fan favorite to potentially win. Um, so you would so say th- Rose is the Akira in the situation. I would, I would definitely yeah. say Rose is the Akira based on the edit. Oh, fuck. Okay. Then I guess that makes sense. No, yeah, well, okay, that tracks. Yeah, it, it, but again, like, all seasons are different, but there's there's there, there's there a formula so many, to reality TV. Yeah, and there's only so many drag queens in America. Like, we're going to have the same yeah. thing kind of repeat itself eventually. Let's, let's, let's figure this one out. Will we have our finale with a wheel of lip sync? Yes. Well, a wheel, do you mean, is this question, am I supposed to answer specifically like they're going to spin amongst each other or they're going to lip sync against each other? The lip sync against each other, whether it's like the knockout. I hope so. I love the drama that that brings. Absolutely. So let's go through this a little bit. Okay, let's, let's get our pencil and paper and do a bracket and do the math. Candy. I, we kind of talked about it, but I, we we kind of agree that she can't beat any of the three. To any track, nope. Right. So, which I, is not to say she's not a strong but sinker. I just don't think that she would beat any of the three. Yeah. Should she? Perhaps. Perhaps based on the, the matchup, she should. But I don't think it'll. It would be happen. wild. It would be season nine all over again if Candy were in the this final last lip sync. Because... I I don't want that for her. The no, it, it, hate and, and negativity she would receive is not worth mm-hmm. it and, and listen Pe- peppermint deserved to be in that um last lip sync based on what we were presented with and again that was the first time they ever did that 
Um, but whew, people were not happy about uh, Shay and Trinity not being there. So let's let's start off with let's let's go with Gottmik versus Rose in a the last two. Um, based on lip sync, who do you think would get it? Rose, probably. So definitely not probably. I, I, I agree. Think, I don't think that the song would even matter. I would agree. Um, which which is why I think that they will do. They they should do two winners. Okay. This is so, the, the, like the longest freaking season ever. Two people deserve to win. I think that any two of the final four deserve to win in any combination. But do I think that the world would probably stop spinning on its axis if Rose <laughs> and Candy won? Yeah, but I so, think that Gottmik and Rose or Gottmik and Simone or, Got, or Simone and Rose could both be or could all be winners and they would each get the hundred thousand dollars, and if we're comparing this to other drag race, they should up the prize money. Yes, we'll circle all that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, let's go with a lip sync between Gottmik and Simone. Then it would depend on the song. Okay. Because I don't like Simone's lip syncing, to be totally honest. Like I mm-hmm. it's not me saying that she's too calculated or it's contrived or anything. I just don't think her like uh she has a vibe, she has a certain her, style of her if my camera's on see it but her like opposition and movement like she moves her head left and her body right like that like kind of like unnatural like opposition doesn't fit everything and that's how she lip syncs yeah and then rosé versus simone i don't know i don't know who would win that one because i think that this song choice would be even if the song was favored for Rosé or favored for Simone, I think the other person would know that and then pull out everything that they needed to win. Yeah, I, I, I definitely see it. it. This is what's exciting is I don't know how much this final lip sync thing is going to matter because I, I really do think the producers have some ideas. Um, but yeah, I mean, you really want a double crowning. I mean, the contestants on UK um, season two absolutely did not want a double crowning because um, Bimini was very vocal about that. Um, because that is the rumor that they did film that double crowning as well. I don't think so. I heard the rumor it was they she just kept saying that to make people think that. Oh, interesting. Well, it's gonna be it's gonna come down to a lot. And I again the I have not recently looked at the numbers when it comes to the likes on the Instagram post on the various World of Wonder drag race accounts. But th- last time I looked, there there is definitely a Top two, where Simone and Gottmik are getting a lot. Rose is right on their heels, and then Candy's just out of it. So if, yeah, that's basically it. If if they do a lip sync SmackDown, in whatever format it is, potentially we could see Simone lip sync seven times this entire season. Yeah, absolutely bodacious. Ostentatious, yeah. crazy. And the fact that she technically only sent one person home, <laughs> she would send home two. Because then, the, I don't know, that, oof, that's crazy. Yeah, it's it's wild. RuPaul's Drag Race reunited. Looks like it's going to be a digital reunion. What do you um, want to see out of it? I want to see, I 
I don't know. It's weird because they all filmed a music video. I think. Right. Yes. So that the, is... We will see see a music video, but I think that they all filmed one. And you right. whether it's a super cut of everyone or they show us nine other queens slip singing to another song for bazillion hours. But I'm interested to see that and to see what they're wearing because some of them are wearing their finale outfits and some of them are not. Mm-hmm. It looks like Miss um, Tamisha Mon's got some opinions and words. Uh, that was our little preview. Um, I know she's not been a fond of how the show has treated her. Agreed. Um, so I'm very excited to see how she's going to talk to Rue. I guess our big question also is, is Rue going to be a drag? You're probably guaranteed. We're not going to have the uh, wildness of last season? No, I mean, that was, I mean, we were in what, June? Yeah, we were in June. No, May. It was still May. It was May. So like the heels of the pandemic. Right. Eruption beginning, pandemonium, and now we're safely at a place. Well, some people are safely at a place where they can be out and about and have a glam scene. I'm excited for whatever this reunion is going to be. Um, I know it's probably going to be drama centric, even though the drama was kind of mild this season, aside from uh, early on, but let's bring them all together. Let's have fun. I'm excited. You know, I do it every episode. We kind of talked through it after 14 episodes. Who's the winner? Can't wait to hear you say it. The winner is Rosé. Listen, my heart would grow in billion sizes to see Rosé win. Um, she deserves it. She's incredible. The edit is just leaning so much toward God, Mick and Simone. And this episode confused the fuck out of me where I think it will come down to one of the two of them. And my heart's... My heart's still going so, on Simone. And I'm not, I mean, I am delusional, but I don't think that, I think Batmik has received this edit that is like, what else do I have to lose? Like, I'm the best, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. great. But also has said, you know, I have other talents I haven't explored. And because she's been shown at the top of her game, it's been like, she deserves to be on All-Stars rather than just being a finalist that just gets put in All-Stars. So I think that I think it'll come down to Rosé and Simone. That'll be great to see. But, but I, I think, I don't know, I want personally, I want each of the four of them to win. Yes, four yeah. of them. But I think that it will come down to Rosé and Simone and Gottmik would be a lovely runner-up on an All-Star season. It'll be interesting because I, I think I've said it before. I don't know if Gottmik needs to ever return to Drag Race. Um has got Mick is already a star when it comes to makeup and has excellent connections and can definitely go into that world. Um, there are other queens who definitely need to be back on Drag Race. I don't know if Got Mick would need it. So that could be a reason why a crown could be on Got Mick's head, but I would, Got Mick's brought excellent television and brought a lot of visibility that the show needed and the community needed. So yeah, it, it's hard. It's, it's hard because... Even the international seasons, I nailed it every single time so far, um, except for um, Davina. But um, th- this one is exciting to me because I don't know, and I like not knowing. 
I mean, this is just like season nine. Like, yeah. Who's, yeah, absolutely. who's gonna win? What's the finale gonna be like? Do we? Yep. It's a very interesting parallel. Well, where can we find you on social media and Venmo? I have to ask it every time and know what your answer is gonna be, but share it anyway. Uh, you can find me at my first name underscore last name. And if you feel so inclined, you can direct your tips to queens that need it. Or you there can you buy me rose merch. Or a rose wrap cameo. Yeah, that'd be cute. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was such a blast chatting with you again. You know what? We'll people are going to hate us for how long of course it was, but it was absolutely it was worth it it was needed we Um, dove into everything so much drag that is about to be on our tvs slash computers or tablets or phones um we will be discussing drag race down under this new exciting um international international season as well as probably drag race espana and i uh don't know any spanish so i will find the subtitles Uh but uk season three is also right around the corner and All-Star 6. All-Star 6. And, and, and local drag. <laughs> of course. We love local drag. Well, I love talking drag with you. You're very smart with it and very, you're brilliant. And I love having you on. So thank you for being yeah, here. I love, I love being on every episode that I can. Um, follow the dolls, support your local drag queens, and stop spreading hate. People who are, I'm not spreading hate. I'm just leaving snarky comments. That's the same thing. Stop it. Because I know that they listen. I'm thinking of several of the people who are in our, our circle who need to get over themselves because it's just TV. T. And I love them anyway. Anyway. The biggest thanks to Russell for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. <laughs>